Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to the Gospel of Luke again and through to chapter 6. But before I read our passage, as always, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, which is rich and true. We thank you that you have given it to us for our edification. And we pray that as we read it and think about it, that you would bless it to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 6, picking up at verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies, and do good, and lend. Expect nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Well, last time we were in uh, Luke chapter 6, we were looking at the blessings and the woes or the blessings and the curses of the kingdom. And we talked a little bit about the fact that there's this huge reversal going on, that the things that the world would consider to be a blessing are not truly a blessing and vice versa. And that's because, as we talked about, it's with eyes upon eternity that kingdom citizens live. Now, that doesn't just affect our status, for lack of a better word, but also our ethic. The ethic of the kingdom of God is drastically different than that of the world. And that's because, as children of God, as citizens of the kingdom, we function and we live and we serve with a completely different set of ethical standards than that of the world. And that's one of the reasons why we're not really surprised that the world doesn't understand what we do and why we do it. This is why when you act as a believer, the people of the world kind of look at us with confused looks. They struggle to comprehend what it is we do. So, how do these blessings and curses, this status, inform and show the way we live? Or to say it differently, how do we live in light of the fact that the blessing we look for is not a blessing in this life? Jesus lays out a very demanding set of ethical standards for believers. He says that 
Firstly, we ought to love those who are against us. And, and this is striking because it's just come out of verse 26 where Jesus has said, uh, sorry, verse 22, Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. So in the kingdom of God, when we're living as citizens of the kingdom and people begin to attack us, Jesus says the thing we are to do is to love them, to do good to them, to bless them, and to pray for them. We are to turn our cheek when they seek to strike us. In other words, rather than retaliating with evil, we accept what comes our way. We return hatred for love. We, ret- re- we return curses for, we re- let me say that again, we return blessing for curses, etc. And not only that, we go further than that. We give what is demanded of us. We give what is begged. We give our goods freely to those around us, verse 30. Even more than that, verse 31 even if someone doesn't ask for it, if we think they might want it, because if we were in their place, we would want it, then we would do it and give it. The metric is not what's the least I can do, but what's the most I can do. The metric is how much can I give to a people that deserve nothing? Jesus then goes on in verse 32 to sort of explain the logic behind this. In verse 32, he says, if you love people that like you, that love you, that's nothing special, right? That's how everyone in the world lives. If you do good to people that do good to you, that's not special. Everybody does that. If you lend to those who are able to pay you back, that's not special. Everybody does that. So rather, verse 35, we are to love our enemies do good and lend and expect nothing in return. So the the logic behind what we're doing is not seeking to act like the people of the world, but to act like someone else. Who? Verse 36, be merciful even as your father is merciful. By this, verse 35, we will show we are sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. So what's going on here? Well, Jesus, as I said, is setting out an ethical standard for the citizens of the kingdom, but most importantly, for the children of God. You know, often parents can fall into that trap of saying to their children, do as I say and not as I do. But Jesus and our Father in heaven never say that. They say to us, do as I do. And so Jesus says to us, do as your father in heaven does. Now, it's very important to recognize he's not saying earn your place as a son or earn your place as a citizen. He's talking to his disciples, right? He's talking to those who are already included, those who are already in. And he's saying to them, since the father has adopted you, since you are one of the children of God, live like it. Live in keeping with your family name. And that's what each and every one of us ought to be inspired and encouraged and to be enthusiastic to do. To imitate 
our Father in heaven. Now you may be thinking to yourself, that's a tall order. You don't understand how bad my enemies are. You don't understand how severe those who persecute me are. You don't understand the pain and grief that I've suffered at the hands of others. And you're right. I don't. But the standard is not what I think. And the standard is not what you think. The standard is how your Father has treated you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't forget that at one time we were all enemies. And yet Jesus died to reconcile us to himself. Don't forget that at one time we hated God, but he has made it so that we love him. Don't forget that at one time we were all persecutors and enemies of God, and yet he has come and made us his friends. And so if he has done all of that for me, who am I to say that I will not love my enemies? Who am I to say that I won't pray for those who persecute me? persecute me or bless those who curse me. You see, at the end of the day, the greatest motivation for all of this is to consider what our Father has done for us, which is beyond thinking, right? Our mind cannot plumb the depth of everything that God has done for us in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the one reason and motivation that can never be surpassed. And so let me encourage you, when you're struggling, when you think this is too much or too great, to consider everything that your father has done for you, and then go and do likewise. But let me add one more motivation for you. Jesus says, love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. There is a reward in heaven for the faithful children of God, and it far outstrips anything in this life that you might lose. So give your all to obtain that which can never be taken away. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for today. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you have made us your sons, and we pray that you'd help us to live like it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.